episode 93, Throne Room, a Throne Room. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play. With me this week is my lovely wife, Emily. I'm Emily. Hey, Emily, welcome back to the podcast, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 93 of The Games We Play. If this is your first time listening, thank you very, very much. We really do appreciate it. Normally on our episodes, we we have segments. We talk about reviews, and we do different topics, but right now during the pandemic, we're just talking about games we play. So let's just get into it. Emily, uh, how was your week the last two weeks? It was It was okay. It's okay. For those who don't know, we live here in Iowa, and it's been ungodly cold. And lots of snow. And lots of snow, which I think the whole United States is getting. Even though we, I have a aunt, uncle, and cousin that live in Oklahoma, and they are getting like six to eight inches of snow, uh, which is ridiculous because they do not have snow plows down in Oklahoma. So I think everybody's kind of experiencing the cold, but we've been, what, negative 20, 30 degrees here? Wind chill been pretty bad that's not the actual temperature well the high of today is negative eight yeah as we're speaking about it so i think next week we're going to get up into the 20s it will feel like a heat wave yes the temperature difference between that now and that next week is like having your going from 70 degrees to 100 degrees which is just insane that's crazy that is crazy but i'm looking forward to it so i am looking forward to it we've all been hunkered down and it snows like every every other day this last week it's been crazy we just never know what each day will bring i know it but i I think life's spicy it's spicy it is spicy it'd be the perfect time to hunker down and play board games except for you still have been working a lot yeah I have been. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that'll get better. But we did get we did manage to get some games in, even though you've been pretty busy. Yes, yeah. So let's just talk about those games then. Emily, you choose. Which game do you want to talk about first? I didn't know if you wanted to discuss your game goals. Oh, good call. Thank you for keeping me on track. Game goals. How are you doing for game goals, Emily? I've played 16 games this year. Nice. Which I feel like is kind of low. And if if people don't remember or didn't tune in when we did our gaming goals, uh, what what's your? My goal is a hundred and four. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so that is kind of low, but uh, that's to be expected with work and everything. This right, is... and hopefully I can get back on track here. Typically, this is your slow time of the season. Yeah, but... so te- usually this is my January and February my slow time at work, but this year, well, twenty twenty just messed everything up, and now now it's my super busy time. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's I, weird. I don't, it is weird. And you I are, think a lot of people just kind of put off getting their hair done through the holidays and yeah. everything because of the COVID numbers. And now the numbers are lower in our area. And plus, so everyone feels... Getting, yeah. And vaccinations. People yes, are doing vaccinations. Vaccinations. People have already had COVID. So now everyone's yep. starting to feel more comfortable to come out and yep. get their hair done. Heck, you said you had three clients just this last week that already got both doses right yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that's good yeah so i mean that's great i'm glad people are starting to get out a little bit more and 
um, that you're able to get some work done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last year kind of stunk. Um, yeah. I'm I'm up to 25 games for the year. Um, I I'm definitely behind my average uh, for completing my 300 by the end of the day, the year because I have 275 plays and 320 days left. So you know we'll we'll get there. We get there. We, we got we, this. We do. It's, we can do it. It's been kind of a long week and stressful just between work and our schedules. So I I'm sure other people can relate. Probably. Yeah. Plus mental health being inside when it's negative, something decrees and snows every and, other day. And a pandi- pandemic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the trifecta. <laughs> All right. So now that we got that out of the way, hopefully everybody else is doing well with your gaming goals. Hopefully you're getting gaming in. I know sometimes it's hard to get in, especially if you get burnt out. I encourage you to just play whatever you want to play. Just yeah. Whatever sounds fun. Yeah. Get it in. Sit down. Maybe pull something complicated out. Maybe pull something out. Learn a game that you haven't played yet. That's what I encourage uh, to do. That's always fun because we've had so many times where we played a game that's been sitting on the shelf for a year or two. And it's really fun. And it's just been that, sitting there forever. That is kind of what we did this time. We pulled out Dominion. Hey, good segue. So, Emily, we we played Dominion. Tell 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 the listeners. If, if they haven't played Dominion, maybe they've heard of it. Probably. Probably. Uh, it's an older game. What, I saw in the, the box that it was 2009 Spiel des Arts winner or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think. Holy cow. That was... 12 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to say, this is one of the first hobby-ish games that you introduced to me. Well, I think you actually bought it. We were talking about it. I think you bought it for my birthday. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. This was my first one after Settlers of Catan. I think it really was one of the first It was either this one or Carcassonne. Yeah. Or both at the same time. Yeah, around the same time. Anyway, it's a deck building game, but inside the base game box, there's different selections of cards to choose from to make Mm -hmm. the game different each time Mm -hmm. and so you pull those out and put them out and they're kind of like your market area Mm -hmm. where you can buy you do have copper and gold and silver cards to buy those cards with and then Mm -hmm. you just start building your deck Mm -hmm. and each card that you buy some have actions or things you can do like trash cards or reshuffle your deck different things like that and Mm then once you get your deck built and get your buy power up, then you can start buying victory point cards. Mm-hmm. And whoever has the most victory points at the end wins. Yeah, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Yeah. I, I do like how the base game, you normally play with 10 groups of cards or 10 types of cards on the market. The game comes with, I think, 15 or 20. So it gives you a nice variety of cards that even if you just buy the base game, you can play quite a few games and still see new cards or even new combination of cards. Mm-hmm. It also gives you a randomizer deck where you can randomize. And and typically, we've played in the past, at least if I recall, because it's been years and years, <laughs> there are suggested <laughs> setups in the rule book that they say, hey, these are pretty well balanced. They work well together. Here's this to start out, which is nice. And that's what I recommend if you're playing this for the first time. But if you played it quite a few times, it's actually really fun to try to randomize and just pick out 10 random decks of cards and then see who can play the best. It, that's what it really comes down to. And that's where the strategy is, is trying to find the best combination of cards that's going to give you the path for victory and be the most efficient because that's really what the name of this game is, is being the most efficient to get those victory point Mm -hmm. cards because the game ends when somebody buys the last of the highest victory point cards, which are cost eight and they give you six victory points. Or if I guess if three decks go out, but that rarely happens, maybe in a four player game, it does a little bit more. 
but so there's there's kind of a trigger ending. So it's really a race in efficiency who can get the most of those high victory point cards first and who can get the most of them is going to typically be the winner. It was a pretty tight game when we played it, though. It was, yeah. I think you beat me by like three or four points. I and beat you, you bought, with my last hand. Yeah, yeah, you bought seven points on the last one to finish off the deck. So it really was neck to neck on the game. So you, you think this is a good intro to deck building? So if you've never played deck building game before, would this be a good game to start with? Oh, for sure. I would say this is your classic. If you ask anyone in the hobby what they should play to learn deck building, this would be a good one. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> this is this game i don't want to say contentious if you will um in the board gaming hobby there's sometimes a little um uh snobbery maybe or like people think they're better than it or what yeah when it comes to games that get really popular or more mass market or common um a lot of people get a little snobbish about it um the hit against dominion that i've heard a million times is no theme there's no theme there's no theme it is kind of a generic-looking fantasy game. The box really doesn't even have that. It's just, it's a plain-looking box. I don't know if it's fantasy. Isn't it more, like, medieval? Yeah, games? it's more medieval, sorry, than fantasy. You're right. It's it's a medieval theme. But the box doesn't really show that. It's just, like, a yeah. meh box. And the card art is not bad. But other than, hey, things looking and having names of medieval-type stuff, like a workshop or blacksmith or throne room... That's really the only through theme yeah. that you have. And it's have in the also game. like in the base game, there's not a lot of player interaction. No, there isn't. I think there's only one card that allows you to give curses, the witch, and that's the only interaction you have really is. And that and we didn't even have that card no, out in this one. Not when we randomized it. And so it. there it does lend itself to times where you're sitting there watching the person you're playing with go, I'm gonna throne room, a throne room, a throne room. <laughs> And then I'm going to get like 10 actions and then throne room it. Hey, 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 hey. Um, I'm sorry, but you. <laughs> so for if though, if if you don't know what we're talking about, you haven't played Dominion, the base game. Um, in the game, when you play, when you're playing your hand, you only get one action and one buy. And so most of the cards have are action cards that you buy. Well, there's this one action card in the base game called Throne Room, where the Throne Room says, select a car- an action card from your hand and play it twice, which is cool. So if you Throne Room a Throne Room, which is a perfectly valid thing you can do, <laughs> you're, you're basically saying, pick this Throne Room and play the Throne Room twice. So then when you execute the second Throne Room, you're, you then pick another card, uh, two different cards, and you do those twice. Well, if you then throw a throne room in, yeah, you can see how this gets a little confusing. Yes. And on top of it, so a lot of the cards we were playing with in the base game, they give you extra actions. So there might be mm-hmm. one that says plus two actions and draw a card. So you're drawing a card, now you get two actions. Well, if you're throne rooming a bunch of those cards on top of throne rooms, it gets, it can get a little, it gets a little silly. Gets a little silly. Yeah. Where you having, you're having to count up your actions. You're like, okay, I have five actions to play this, now I have four, but then I play this, I have two more. It gets a little silly. Yes. And, so there is player interaction for the other person to keep track of your actions for you. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what you have to do. <laughs> um, so, yes, I went heavy in throne rooms. And there were a couple times I went throne room of throne rooms. And 
Um, but I, I, I didn't get the what I call the god hand where you get to play your whole deck of cards. I, oh, I was darn really it. close. I was really close a couple times. But Emily almost did that a couple I did times. almost, yeah. She. That's usually what I go for in this game, but there there was one turn where she just like played half her deck. It was pretty sweet. Um, it was, I it was think good. it's probably been five or six years since we played Yeah, this it's been game. a really long time. Since I've played it. And I got to say, I've come a long way. So, um, yeah. So overall, I would say, fun game, easy to approach. Yes. The the gameplay is quick because you only get one action, one buy. Yep. Now the cards, yes, they do enhance it, but you're only gonna get a couple of those silly hands by the end of the game. I mean, depending on what you get. It so is, the the, yeah. the 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 rounds are super long, but there is, I think, the hits against it are there's really no player action, so you're just kind of playing solo games a little bit. And the theme, I guess, yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a paste on medieval theme. That's all, but the gameplay in the cards and how that that plays out, I think, is really good. It makes up for it, mm-hmm. and it's pretty self explanatory. Like the cards are going to tell you exactly what to do. Yeah, there's no symbology there's not that a you lot have of to rules learn. You have to remember. Yeah, in the base game, there's only a couple keywords, and the rest of the other ones that don't have keywords, it tells you exactly what you can do, and it's mm-hmm. really straightforward. So the rules are easy to learn. I think there's only like two pages of rules and then the rest of the pages just explain each card in more detail and, you know, kind of frequently ask questions. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a solid intro deck building game. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get into deck building, because I know we talk a lot about deck building games. <laughs> I love deck building games. It's kind of building that engine and trying yes. to find the strategy that's best. This is a great game to get into. It. And you can get it fairly cheap, I think. Yeah. So yeah, if there's ever like a sale at Target or Amazon or whatever, this is a good game to pick up if you don't have it. Yeah. Now, if you have other deck building games like Clank or Shards of Infinity um, or Thunderstone Quest, I'm not sure you'd want to buy this one. If you already have those games and you really like them, I don't think this is going to add a whole lot other than some different variety. And it's almost like a streamlined, quicker version of a deck building game a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to play those games, other games more than this, but this definitely, right. This we were talking about this. Do we keep this game? Does yes. this, does this still belong on the shelf, if you will, if we have a, a bunch of other deck building games that we really like? And I think it does. It's, yeah. It plays a little differently enough that it, it's kind of a streamlined version of some of the other deck builders. That's what Especially it kind of feels like. Especially if you have new gamers over that need to learn how to play yeah. a deck building game. Throwing somebody into Clank is a little tough mm-hmm. if they've never played a deck building game. So you have to explain deck building on top of the board, on top of all the cards. Yeah. So, I mean, Dominion's a really solid game. Still holds up even after all these years of after playing it. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. It, it, it Yeah, it was fast. I'm mean, mm-hmm. just playing with two players, yeah. and it played well with two players. It, it scales up to four pretty well. It's a fast game. I think we played it in a half an hour or something. Pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's still a solid game, even after five or six years or whatever. Yeah, definitely check it out. There's a lot of expansions, though, for this. Um, I think we only have two Intrigue and Seashore or something, or Seaside. I think those are the two higher-rated expansions. They definitely add more player interaction, if I recall. I think there's six or seven more expansions to Dominion. A few moments later. There's 14 expansions for the game. 14? Yes. Oh, my word. There's definitely 14 expansions. And that's not including all the promo and little small packs that you you can get for this. That's ridiculous. 
Yeah, that's a lot. Some of the expansions are standalone where it actually comes with all the, the money and victory point cards. And some of the expansions are just straight up card decks that you have to have the base game. So there's a mix. There's also a big box floating out there where it comes with a few of the expansions plus the base game. That might be it. And then I know there's a second edition that came out with some new artwork, I believe. So there's some upgrade packs out there. So if you have an old version, you can buy the upgrade packs to get it up to the new one. So it matches the new. Anyway, there's a lot of Dominion out there. So this is a game you could go totally in. From the looks of it, there's definitely some expansions way better than others. So um, if, if you're really interested in expanding, if you already have uh, Dominion, definitely check that out. There's some that are really good from what I've heard. And I think the newest expansion adds a bunch of new uh, new mechanics and is really, supposed to be oh. really, really good. I've heard about it, but I haven't checked it out or looked into it. I just know there's a lot of expansions out there. <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, it'd be kind of crazy to try to randomize and put a bunch of... Anyway, it's either here or there. That's a lot of cards. <laughs> a lot, a lot of cards. That so, is a lot. Overall, really fun. I liked it. Yeah, good stuff. it was good. Okay, so Emily, let's move on. Stop talking about Dominion, I guess. Um, I'm going to talk about... I'm not talking about Imperial Salt again. <laughs> <laughs> Status update. I now have all the expansions oh, for, for Imperial Salt. I'm missing four ally packs or five ally packs or something like that. And then I've, I have a complete collection of Imperial Salt. Pretty excited about that. But Corey and I finally finished up the app for the campaign, the fourth one. And it was really fun. That one was really cool. It got really, really intense, actually. So I'm not going to give any spoilers. It was really cool. I really liked the end of that one and had a lot of fun. We are planning, now that I have the expansions, we're going to go on to the Hoth, Escape from Hoth. So we're going to play through that campaign next. Really excited about it. And maybe try some skirmish where uh, each player can pick a one side and, and then they can bring in uh, enemies or allies and then you just basically duke it out on a map so looking forward to doing that and trying that and see how that plays so i was just i won't go much more detail imperial salt just uh listen to a couple episodes ago i talked about imperial salt at length and nauseum probably so i'm not going to talk about it again but so much fun is, really really like the game is Corey in implementing his rule of having to have them painted his miniatures painted or whatever they're called well he, he he is kind of a snob like that, um, paint snob. <laughs> um, I told him I would paint him before we played. So, oh man! So I do have to paint the Hoth expansion. It's a good goal for you. I know it kind of, honestly, it keeps me honest to paint those because if if, if he didn't implement that rule, I probably wouldn't get him painted. <laughs> <laughs> so it, just, it's encouragement to get to play the game and get him painted. So. I've seen all of the things come in the mail. And it looks like you have a lot of painting to do. I do have a lot of painting. <laughs> Thankfully, with the ally and, and enemy packs, they are with each expansion or each cycle. So there's only a group of them I really need to if we play the Hoth, okay. that example. So I, I need to paint the Hoth ones, and then the base game's already painted. And then I need to paint all the heroes, because when you play, you can actually play as any of the heroes. But I'll probably just, I'll just prime them all, and then just kind of assembly align it. A lot of the Stormtrooper and other ones, they kind of have the same paint palette, so it's not a big deal. But I guess I'll have to wait for the weather, too. Yeah, it's a little hard to prime right now, because I don't have a good space to do it, other than the garage or outside. And, you know, it being negative something, that paint right. would just 
gum up. Uh, you wouldn't yeah. be able to get a nice coat on it. I'm not. I don't have a fancy uh, airbrush, but maybe one day. Well, maybe the next time you guys get together, we'll have to play Pandemic Season 2. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. We, we is it to... Season 2 or Season Season 2. We have Season okay. 2 because then Season th- 0 came out right. third. So we're going to play an order of release. Yeah, we do need to get on that, Corey. Uh, yeah, Corey. This we'll is peer pressure out. right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Emily, next game that we played. Yeah, so you introduced me to Tiny Towns, which we kind of discussed a few weeks ago. I did talk about it a little bit. I, I Corey introduced me to it, and I played it at his house and really liked it, and I knew you would love it, so I actually bought it for you. Yes. I mean, Oh, us. for me? For us. For us. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a, gi- it was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just like a nice surprise. Uh-huh. Uh, hmm. <laughs> so Tiny Towns, if somebody's listening... What do you think of Tiny Towns and specifically yes. how do you think about it for playing I for a couple? I really like it. It was a good two-player game. Mm-hmm. So basically you have a grid and it's eight, uh, four by four. Four by four. So you have these resources that you're going to use to build buildings in your tiny town, basically. It is a tiny town. So the game comes with different cards of different buildings and each game you get to choose that random four of four cards for each building. So it does change the game every time you play, which is nice. Which is nice. And we played twice and it definitely was way different between both games because mm-hmm. of that. Yes. So then you kind of go back and forth choosing what resource you're going to use. You get to pick the color, then the other person gets to pick the color it depends on how many pl- people play with you, obviously. And then you place it on your board. Well, then you have to gather enough resources in the shape of what the card says to build that building on your thing. So basically, if you have like four resources out there on your grid that match the card, then you can build that building mm-hmm. in one of those spaces. And each one of the buildings has a different combination of colors and shapes. They kind of look Tetris-like. I think yes. all the shapes are basically Tetris shapes. Yeah. But different colors in the blocks. In different shapes, yep. Yep. So then eventually, obviously, after doing that every so, like, each turn, you're going to start running out of spaces. Mm-hmm. So then once somebody runs out of space, that's when the game is over. Because you can't put resources on building spots or spots that have resources already. Right. And you're pretty much out of the game if you have no place to place resources or can't build any buildings. Yeah. So you could have a lot of resources on your on your board, but they don't match any of the patterns or shapes of any of the cards. And so you'd be done, which is bad. That feels bad. So the first time we played, we went back and forth choosing resources. The second time we played, we used a randomizer deck. Yeah, it's called the town hall rule or something like that. There's a deck that show it's a deck of cards that have uh, three copies of each resource. So 15 cards. And then you randomly take five out. And so then somebody's the mayor. They're basically just in charge of flipping the cards. And so you flip a card for each round. And instead of the players choosing it and going back and forth, the card basically tells you what resource you get for that round. And so then you do two cards and then every player gets to pick a resource and they can be different. So I could pick a brown one. She could pick a red one or whatever. And then we do two more of those cards and we pick one, two cards and a pick one. And that's the town hall rule or whatever they have in the 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 book global book but that's how we played the second one which one did you like better i liked the second one better yeah i did too the the problem with the first one uh with with each player taking turns picking one is that with the combination of cards that can come out with the buildings including your monument which each player gets a unique monument that they're trying to go for 
Well, the monument have special abilities or scoring conditions, and so depending on that and the cards that come out, your strategy may widely differ than another player, which is good, and I like that, that it can change. The problem with it is, depending on the cards come out, like our first game that we came, my strategy was build, hey, a bunch of these these two or three buildings, and a lot of them included red, uh, the red resource or brick. Well, Emily was going down a different strategy that uh, didn't need brick yeah. pretty much whatsoever. And so it kind of messed her over because yes. I kept building these these three, these, I mean, it was like a three, the cottage basically, and just kept asking for red. And there was only one other card that really needed red and it really didn't work for Emily's strategy. Well, when you play with the card deck, it really evens it out pretty even yeah. that you're going to get on average two of each of each resource every time through the deck. And plus every third one you get it, you get to choose and we don't have to choose the same color. Right. I did like that. We both got higher scores playing it that way. And which, which is good. And you you had a little more freedom. And then if something came out, it's, it wasn't the other player's fault because when we pull, when you, when you pick Emily could get down to the point where she, I'm not going to be able to build buildings. Well, I know what Brian's going for. I'm going to pick the color that he doesn't need. Right. Yep. And when we when I played with Corey, that's what he did too. I mean, it's a valid strategy. Yeah. I'm not going to blame or be mad about it, but it kind of eliminates that as well as you can play the 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 you can play the odds because when we were playing the second game with the cards, there was a situation where I had to choose a color. It was down to our freedom choice, and I picked a color because. No, I knew what was kind of coming out, and I'm like, either way, I'm hedging my bets, and that, that it worked out for me. So you can kind of anticipate a little bit what's coming out, and it forces you to not just go in on the three colors and build the same two buildings over and over again. You kind of have to diversify, and you have to expect to get some of the other colors because they're guaranteed to come out throughout that deck. Um, so it kind of forced you to be a little more strategic than just go all in on this really crazy combination of cards that come out. Mm-hmm. That was a lot on strategy. Sorry, I didn't mean to go in the weeds there. <laughs> All to say is I did enjoy that second version better. Yes, I did too. I well, it does take out the one element of player interaction though. A little bit there's yeah, this there's <laughs> not this is not a player interactive for the most part game. But that's okay. I right. Mean, for me that's not a big deal. I think for you that's not necessarily no. a big deal. I know some people it is, but Yeah. I really liked this game i loved how puzzly it was there there's definitely and we've talked about this before an app game called triple town and if you like to play in that game you'll love this game it really does right you of triple town doesn't yes it? it's pretty much the same thing almost a well except bit. for the matching thing but anyway yeah you're not combining buildings but yeah i just want to keep playing this game over and over and over because i want to figure out the strategy and just get better at it and even two player was what 20 minutes we played yeah so we're definitely going to be playing this again. And soon. you can play up to six players, which is easy, even another right. benefit. I like how it's six players. Not a lot of base games are six players. They're going to be two to four or two to five. Right. Very rarely you're going to have a two to six player game. And, you know, we haven't played it, so we don't know if it scales. But it seems if you play with the cards, it would scale really well. Did it say on there that uh, you can play one player? There is a solo mode variant. Ooh. Yes, there I'll is. I'll have to try that. And it, it and it has some, a little different rules, but it's it's kind of a score attack, if you will, where it gives you a rating and stuff. Anyway, it definitely has a solo mode, so you can play that. 
I mean, this did win countless awards, this game, and it's 58th and family. It is a good family game. I think you could play with kids with this game or teenagers. It It's a solid game. There's also a lot of expansions for this, too. Uh, there's one, two, three expansions, actually, for this already. Oh, add those to the list. There's <laughs> Villagers, Fortune, and Tiny Trees. <laughs> tiny Tree. Really is Triple Town, then. <laughs> Basically. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I'll, I'll be curious to see what these other ones add. It looks like there's some, like the fortune adds some treasure chests and coins. The trees add, well, trees. trees. <laughs> Bushes. And acorn. This one's like a mini expansion. Oh. It just comes with a couple wooden pieces. The other one looked like a little bigger uh, of expansions. So, th- and then the villagers expansion looks like it adds uh, the engineers and merchants or something like that. Hmm. Um, uh, apparently what they do is they can uh, transform buildings, control the influx of resources. Perf- so it looks like oh. it's changing stuff with the buildings or giving you some bonuses for uh, be able to move resources or transform buildings. That would so, be really nice. Which would be really nice. So it would give a little less randomness and mm-hmm. add probably a lot more strategy. We should get that. It looks pretty cool, actually. I'm looking at this. This is really neat. I'm I'm excited about getting this. So boom, add it to the cart. <laughs> Let's see what Game Nerds has here. This is more important Deal than of the day. We're totally uh, recording, but I am buying Tiny Towns. <laughs> I mean, I I do have the role player expansion sitting there on hold, so we have to. Yeah, you know. Well. I mean, they're they're all in stock. They are oh. on Game Nerds. I mean, twenty three and twenty three dollars. So that's not bad. Yeah, the main game's actually out of stock on Game Nerds, but the the base game runs around thirty two dollars, thirty two to forty. I think MSRP is forty. Okay. Um, yeah, these are a lot of fun. Great game. Anyway, it's a great game. I, yeah, th- this is the third time, fourth time playing it. Really fun. Really enjoy mm-hmm. this game. I highly suggest it. Yes. Great, great game for couples. Great game for family. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. I really yeah. enjoy it. Anything else you want to say about it? I don't think so. It's just a great game. I really like it, and I can't wait to play it again. Sweet. I can't wait to play it either. Okay. Thanks for buying it for me. <laughs> for us. For us. For us. <laughs> for <right>. the family. <laughs> um, I'm just going to mention our for the fourth game, uh, I, I played uh, Star Wars Legion again with, with Corey. We did play a full one. Last time we played a skirmish, which is like a stream down, smaller one. We played a skirmish, which is... Or a full game. I don't know what the name of it is. But it's a full full army versus full army on a huge... I think it was four by six play area. Four foot by six foot play area. And Corey got a bunch of new terrain uh, structures in that he bought. That you can play with most miniature games. And it, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. We had this cool little setup where we're on the planet. It kind of looked like da- like a forest type planet, think indoor or something like that. And he had trees, terrain, and like this metal tower with walkways and stairs and ladders, and it was it was a lot of fun. He played as the good guys, and I played as the Imperials, and he he kicked my butt. But that's okay. We had a lot of fun. It was a longer game. I mean, it was both our first times playing with full armies and playing with some of the characters. But, man, we had a blast. It was a lot of fun uh, giving each other a hard time about rolling and defense and, and attack. And 
it was good. This is about the only miniatures game that I've played that I really, really enjoy and would continue to play fast. I'm not sure this is a game I'm going to buy full armies and paint them and stuff because I just don't see myself getting them out very often, especially when you have friends like Corey that has it all so I can just play it with him. Um, <laughs> thank you, Corey. Uh, but it's all it's really fun. And if you love Star Wars, you just it's easy to geek out and nerd about it and... Um, it, it's it's fun. I, I like it. And I just love the movement. I think I talked about this before. The movement isn't with the measuring tape like some other miniatures games. They just have these min- these movement sticks that you can rotate, and they and they uh, they rotate, and it, I don't know. It's just really easy. It's just a, it takes out some of the fiddliness that some other miniatures games, and I really like that. And it's just easy to resolve attacks, easy to defend. It just it made sense to me. And it didn't really hurt my head like some miniatures game when you're rolling and trying to figure out how you're rolling 20 dice and trying to figure out how many dice and what color. You don't have to worry about it. that. There's just the set of dice that come with it. And you roll it and certain certain uh, things hit and certain things convert and certain things block. And then, boom, you take the damage. Did they die? No. Yes. And then you go on. Pretty easy. So I think we played a full skirmish with the same characters. Corey and I probably could cut down maybe the game in half if we're if we were trying to be quick, but we were just having fun. We took some breaks. We, we had a couple drinks, a couple beers and just enjoyed playing star Wars. It was great. A lot of fun. <laughs> can't, can't ask for more than that. Sounds like your perfect Saturday night. <laughs> it was, except for it was a Friday. Well, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. Um, a lot of fun. So highly suggest if you, if you're kind of interested in mer- miniatures or, Want, if you like miniatures and really like Star Wars, definitely check this out. It is Fantasy Flight. It is a little pricey. I mean, it's miniatures, but so are most miniature games. But um, it's great. Good stuff. So I won't talk more about Star Wars. <laughs> but we did get another miniatures game in on the podcast, so Corey can't complain. <laughs> All right. So Yeah, Corey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you showed him. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps up this episode here. Talk about some games. Um, anything you want to say before we take off here? I don't think so. Hopefully, we'll get some more games in. Yeah. Oh, I do have to say, I have a pile. Oh yeah. Of games to sell. Big news. I think was it last weekend? I just started randomly yeah. pulling stuff off shelves and rearranging our shelves because I couldn't yes. get all the games on our shelves. We were out of space, so I pulled some games off and rearranged. Made some difficult decisions, but. Made some decisions for games that I'm, I it just, needed to be done. I was just being honest with myself. I'm not going to play this game, so I'm going to sell it. Uh, so we, so yeah, I got a sell pile now. I haven't listed them or anything. I'm still. I was going to f- say they're in a pile. You haven't done anything since then. <laughs> it's true. I haven't decided where to put them. There's some games I've been kind of researching, trying to figure out what to price them. That's the hard thing. I'm trying to figure out what to list them because some of these games are out of print. They are kind of worth some, especially if. People have the older versions and want to get it. So that's tough. I don't know how to price them. So I'm trying to figure that out. But we'll get her done. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just end it there. It was nice um, little chat talking about some board games that we played. Yeah, good. Some really decent games. Actually, all of them were really good. Really good games. So we have a bunch of other games to get to. (laughs) Yeah, we have some goals to make. We do have some goals. That we're behind, I guess. We have some games. And then apparently some games to order here. (laughs) <laughs> well we'll sell the games and use that money to buy the games there right? you go all right well if we'll you have any oh, sorry good nothing i just was gonna say we'll just tiny town so <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a nerd well anyway no i'm joking. 
All right. Well, thank you again for listening. We do appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to us on our social media or email us at our email. You'll hear it at the end of the episode. We'll try to reply back in a timely time, or we'll talk about it on the podcast if you like. We do appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Hopefully you found a new game to check out or buy. That's our really our end goal. We just like to talk about games and introduce them to new people. Next week, we'll be back with episode 94, and Chris will be joining us. But until then, from the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.